Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts and give us that five-star rating. Maybe even leave a review to let others know what you think of the show. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about Raised on the Radio. Raised on the Radio has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. Whether you're looking for a custom oatmeal, a multivitamin, a great tasting protein that you can order by the pound, or simply looking for a company you know you can trust to send you the best quality products available, True Nutrition has you covered. Just go to truenutrition.com, look at all of the great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in C-E-P-N in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. It is that easy. Raised on the Radio's listenership continues to grow with every episode. We are always looking for great sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they are trying to grow and want to jump on board with us, email us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com. We would love to connect with you. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out through email or on the social medias. You can reach us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com or on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. We also have a new website where you can find all of our content. Head on over to RaisedOnTheRadioSTL.com. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, do not hesitate to reach out. And now, let's get into this episode. Hey everybody, thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of this show. I am Colt Brocato, my good friend Patrick Blair in Zoom Lane. As usual... This is Thursday night, so Saturday, we actually got to see each other in person, which was weird. That's been how long since that happened? Why was that weird? Because uh, I'm not used to being able to see you in person. It hasn't been that long. It's been a while. What was the last time we seen each other in person? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but I did have to comment, you always walk into a place with an entourage. It's never just you. Like when I know you're going to be at a place, I'm never just like, I'm always like, oh, Colt's coming. I mean, I can't wait till he gets here because I got, I got to this place before you. Yeah. And of course you walk in six deep or whatever it is. I do. Well, I had to comment on it. I, yeah, I do that whenever I'm coming like up to like a show like that or something like that. For one, it's for support. The more tickets are bought, but for two, I'm just hanging, hanging with my people, you know, and it's normally the same people. Like any time that you've seen that entourage, it's the same entourage all the time. From the woods. Uh huh. Yeah. Do they all live in the woods? Um. No. Well. Kinda. Yes. Kinda. Yes. One of, yes. one of them transferred from the woods up there to St. Peter's. That's well. Does that count? <laughs> no, no. I mean, he started in the woods. <laughs> it's civilization, I guess. Yeah. Uh, no, they're all good people, and yeah. and you know. I like when you bring the entourage. I'm just saying it's, yeah. it's funny. You know, I'm when I go out, I'm either by myself or with my wife and typically there's no one else, yeah. you know, but think, we also don't get out that much. I was going to so. say, yeah, you're a lot of times for you guys, it's kind of like last minute, right? Because of the whole babysitter situation and all that. It's just like, we don't, not that it's last minute, but like it takes a long time to plan it out. And then it's a lot of times right at the last minute before you know if you're actually going to be able to do it or not. 
Yeah, no, we planned ahead for this because my wife did say, you know, we went to a concert. Mm-hmm. Our good friends in an inimical drive had a concert. Yeah. And uh, she wanted to go. She was like, I want to get out. I want to see people. I want to see people I know. I want to have fun. I want to party. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Who's going to babysit? That's all. That's always. I'm like, babe, I want to go out every fucking night. <laughs> like I want a studio 54 it. I want to be like those parents during studio 54 that lived in Manhattan and they left their kids there with a nanny every night right. and they partied till 6am. They woke up at 8am, went to work and then did it again. I want to do that, but we, Jesus. Can't. we don't have the person. Jesus, I would die. So, <laughs> um, so like, no, we planned ahead. We planned ahead and you know, it was fun. We stayed out way later than we wanted to also like we, I haven't, I haven't partied that late in a while, in a while, but uh, it was fun. I had a good time. Can I just say this? And and not many people are going to know what I'm talking about. There's a small percentage of people, but you know, so I'm going to tell you. I wasn't there for 20 minutes before somebody came up to me. This dude came up to me (laughs) and he goes, he goes, dude, you're that dude. Or he goes, do I, he goes, I know you. And I go, maybe. And he goes, wait, are you someone's brother? And I go, I am, but I don't know if you know my (laughs) sisters. That's what I said. How confused were they when you said that? And he goes, he goes, oh no, I was thinking of a dude. And I go, oh, you think I look like Joel? And he goes, yes, dude, you're identical. You look just like him. And you dress, you guys dress alike. He's like, I thought you were him. And I'm like, no, not the same. But funny story, he did come to my wedding reception and my uncle from Texas thought he was me. Wow, that's impressive. I don't feel, you're not an asshole. That's what I said to him. I go, you're not an asshole. Even my own family member thought he was me. But then it was so funny after that happened, how many people, so actual people to come up to me and grab me or say something to me, be like, Uh, oh you're not okay but they for real had to stop my conversation and say something to me and then after they were done the amount of people that were walking by i like when my brain latches onto something it's oh it's game over i felt bad for anyone talking to me after they were done playing because i was not (laughs) listening to you i was paying attention to people walking by me and stopping and look at me being like oh it's joel no it's not and then walking away (laughs) several people dude I would say a dozen would stop and be wow. like, nope, not him. And uh, I don't know. I don't see it. I don't see it. Joel, you're handsome, but I don't see it. <laughs> uh, so I don't know what to tell you. So first question, what did you think of that show? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, yeah. I mean, good for them. I don't know what you can say. I mean, at this point. It was great. I really liked that venue. And uh, well, that was gonna be my second question. What What's your thoughts about that venue? Have you been there a couple of times, or is that no? That's my first time there. Oh, really? And okay. it's, it's a cool. It's a cool venue. But I don't want to talk about the venue. I want to talk about them. Okay. But I want to be careful about what I say. Okay. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say what I initially thought. Anyway, okay. even though I don't want to, it's not me. Well, I'm just gonna say it. That's the most people I've ever shown I've, I've ever seen show up for them at any show. That's their show. Yeah. Am I wrong? No. You've I, been to their last several shows, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would it's agree. Great. I would agree. It's great. I it mean, was amazing. I mean, I guess. Well, 
I guess the last show that I seen them was at Diamond Music Hall, the same place, and it was not it was not near as as packed as it was. So that was that one was after oh, no, you I'm and sorry. I saw them I'm at sorry. Uh, Red Flag. Right. You're, uh, well, it doesn't I, matter. It doesn't matter. You agree. I don't know. You agree yeah. that that's the most people they've brought to a show, correct? Well, okay. So the reason why I say I'm going to say I don't know is because of the venue size. Like there may have been more people at Red Flag when we seen them there, but because so. because the place was so much bigger, it's hard. It's so. hard for me to tell. Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe, but I don't. It's. And maybe that's why they did that venue because it's, you know, but I don't know. It yeah. just felt, it, I'm trying not to be insulting. It just felt bigger. It just felt like there was more. Yeah. There was more. I don't know, but good. I'm happy for them, man. That's yeah, for awesome. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good show, man. I had a good time and was really, like I said, really happy for those guys, man. And they just got added to, I don't know if you saw, they just got added to the Sunday lineup at incarceration. I did see that in Ohio, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Big festival like that. Yeah. yeah. So they're clearly when you have the right people on your side, things happen. Right. They are living proof. All the shit that I've been saying this entire time, they are living proof. DIY is cool. Doing it for yourself is cool. But when you have someone who can make some fucking moves for you, that has an influence that has some sort of thing going on. Dude, it does. It doesn't compare. But what does it? it what, what does it take to get those people? Just money? Not necessarily, man. I mean, again, it's right place, right time. It's it's, you know, I I don't know. I I, I honestly don't know, man. I think every every artist is different. Every label slash whatever is different. I think every the timing of everything is different too. I mean, I. I I, so the, I don't want to talk about them because I don't know their situation, but me personally, I have been in those situations before, um, signed to a label, signed to whatever. And like they promise you, or they try to do a lot of things for you. And it's not always for me anyway, it wasn't always exactly what we wanted. You know, it was so funny. I went to a family reunion a couple of weeks ago. And I don't know if I talked about it on the show, but it was, it was one of the hottest days so far in the summer. And it was just, just fucking madness. And of course, one family member, that fucking usual family member stops me. He's like, uh, I love the, the last song you put out. That's great. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. And they were like, hey, remember when you were in that fireball commercial? And I'm like, well, I wasn't in the commercial. My music was in the commercial, but yes. <laughs> and then they just started talking about it. And I go, oh, yeah, that was because of that situation we were in, you know. And that was one of those things that we didn't even really, like, promote that hard or, like, talk about that much. Mm -hmm. Because Fireball did all the talking and, you know, they had their own social media channels and whatever and in influence. And they didn't really need us to promote to our 3,000 Instagram followers or whatever that was at the time. Um but to be honest with you, I wish I had known when it happened, what sort of like what sort of impact that had for us. Meaning, did we gain more followers? Right. Did we get more Spotify listens? Did we so on and so forth? I have no idea. OK, so I, and that was the kind of asshole that I was in that moment where it was like, 
I could have just paid attention to that and really been able to gauge what's working and what's not and gone back to these people like, hey, no, no, that's not working. Remember when I said I wanted to do this? Play festivals. That's what we want to do. Fuck commercials. Fuck. Like, I I want to I'll play at 9 a.m. at a festival. And I'm not saying that's what Inimical is doing. Right. I'm just telling you what I would do. Yeah. And I've played at festivals before and I've done them. I've played the parking lot at festivals, but when you give me, when you put me in a position to be like, yeah, we're going to give you this, this, and this, what else would you like? And I say, the, what else is this? Get the, what else? The, what else probably meant more to me than the first three things you said. Right. 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 Was it cool to hear our song in a fireball commercial? Sure. Was it cool to hear our song on a fucking call of duty promo thing? Sure. I didn't play in front of fucking 50,000 people <laughs> at a right. festival. Right. So what the fuck are we even talking about? Right. So I knew, I knew I about know. the call of duty thing. I did not know about the fireball commercial. What, what, yeah, year- man, to be honest with you, when my family members said it to me, I go, Oh shit. Yeah. I forgot about that. I totally. And I was like, Hey, if you can find that, cause I did not want to do the research. I was like, if you can find that, send it to me. And they sure enough, it took them. <laughs> 20 minutes. I was like, did you save this? on? Like, did you save this on your phone? How did you find that so quickly? That was fucking four years ago or whatever. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. So I forgot. I I don't, I think it goes without saying, and this is going to sound so Hoosier ish, but so what? So Hoosier ish. Okay. Do you know what it would mean to a band from like my neck of the woods to be in a fireball commercial? <laughs> that would be the definition of made it for a band. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's good. I mean, well, look, dude, it's cool. Don't get me wrong. I'm yeah. not I'm not hating on the process. And I by all means am not telling you these stories to get away from inimical and what they're accomplishing right now. But you know. It's, uh, it was cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's in, but there are levels to things that are what I think artists consider success. You know, there are levels you work to a certain level. For me, it was always about the live show. For me, it was always about playing and, you know, I'm infatuated and I adore music festivals. I always have. I've tried to go to as many as I can. I've tried to play as many as I can. So when I saw that Inimical was doing that, I was just like, fuck, man, that's it. That is, for me, that is it. Like, if I was in that band, I would be, from now until the point that I play at that show, I would be telling everybody, like, fucking this, you know, and I know people get sick of the promotion and all that shit, but guess what? It's 2022. That's what you do. Right. So, nah, I, I was super happy for that, man. So clearly something's working. Yeah. I don't know. For sure. So I don't know. Uh, going back to that venue though. So when we were there Saturday, a buddy of mine that was part of the entourage, I, I want to know what you what your reaction would have been because around oh, I don't know, midnight or so, whenever while DJ Patrico was, you know Was I still there? I think so. Yeah, yeah, you were. Uh, he was, you know, doing his spinning on the ones and twos, if you if you will. Um, my buddy asks me, "What 
would Patrick's reaction be if I go up there and ask him to play Is This Hollywood? Not good. <laughs> and Not I was like, I, ju- I just said, I don't think I would do that. <laughs> I was like, it's up to you. He's bright back there. But I don't, I don't know. Maybe, you know, there, there could be a point, there could be a possibility that at that point you were gone enough that it wouldn't have made a difference. Like you wouldn't have maybe first even known all, that, your, that your song was on. <laughs> first of all, I was definitely not gone that night. Okay. I knew I was well aware of what was happening. Okay. Second of all, I'm never too gone to know when that stupid <laughs> song is playing. Okay. Let me make something very clear to you. Okay. Um, no, I mean, it would have been, I, I mean, I would, I would have walked outside, but you guys could have had a blast. Do you, okay. If that would have happened, would there be like, would it be going through your head who did this? Or would you have an idea of who did it? <laughs> I probably was it the same person that I've been like, oh, like, I don't know, two hours before that, but like, I love that song. I'm like, oh, thanks. I, I know. Was it the same person? Oh, I don't know. Did he? Were you did even he, there for did that he tell you that? No. Did he tell you that? Yeah, I would have known. I would have known. Because, oh, okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Unprovoked. Someone told me they really love that song. Oh, okay. Well, the funniest thing is, is I can picture it without you even doing it. I can picture the look on your face if it would have happened. I, and you yeah, just. I mean, there <laughs> yeah. I mean, there would have been a look and I would have just gone outside. Yeah. Oh, man. But. That's funny. I, you know, I appreciate it. Yeah. I, I mean, I. I said something to, to my wife too. I go, you know, can people just like a different song? I've put out <laughs> thousands of songs since then. And she's like, babe, you don't understand. That was a moment in time for a lot of people. Yeah. And you just have to accept the fact that that's what they're going to, that they, they have part ownership in that moment, just like you do. I'm like, yeah, I get it. And I appreciate it. It's just, ugh. Just, just say, you know, but that, no, I, I really do. I really what if, do. what if, what if somebody would have played Rocky Rocky? Would you have still walked outside? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't hear any of my shit. No, I don't want to be there for that. Play it while I'm not there. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't want to hear it. You, if somebody played it, you'd just be in the back room going, I'm Joel. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I'm Joel. <laughs> I'm Joel. Who's I'm Rocky Rocky? <laughs> I don't give a fuck about this. I only care about a nimble drive. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was a good time though, man. Uh, I was, I was glad we got to do it, and I'm glad I got to see everybody. And and, and again, good for them. It's seriously, it's fucking rad. It's 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 kind of crazy to see. We'll see how we'll see what happens, and you know, with that band and what what else keeps you know. Again, they seem to have a momentum, and it's it's really a sight to see. And I, you know as much as we talk about music and as much as we talk about, or I, you know, I talk about my stories and I would say to, to any young band out there or any young artist, especially in rock, that is like not wondering what to do, but wondering how to feel and how to approach their craft inimical drive would be the band that I would point to. But like you approach like those fucking guys, love it, do it, and do it often, and don't stop. That's it. You know. <laughs> yeah, they've only. I mean, they've only been doing it for what twenty years. I don't know if it matters though, dude. I know that that's just what is interesting to me. And we talk Actually, about we talk no, about no. this all I the time. I know it doesn't matter. 
let me, let me correct myself. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter. But go on, sorry. No, I mean, we talk about that all the time when it comes to like length of time the bands have been together or anything like that. You also stay, say a lot of times it's right place, right time. You know, so it could be yeah. tw- it could be 20 years for a band or it could be, you know, the first year you're at it. It just depends on, you know, the, like you said, right place, right time, right people seeing you, uh, right people backing you, all that kind of stuff. It takes a lot. It, there, there's a lot. All, all of the <laughs> all of the currents have to align and they have to just hit, crash into each other at the same time. And then there's that 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 boom. There's that fucking thing that happens and, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to explain, but again, I would just say if, if they, for me, I mean, they influence me. And so for someone who hasn't been doing it a long time, like I have, I would say use them as an influence again, as to how to approach the game and how to approach, you know, how you, treat what you're doing treat it with love treat it with fucking passion treat it with like this this desire to keep doing it you know Mm -hmm. i think it makes a a world of difference when you approach it that way and i'll you know it was funny i was thinking about this and and it wasn't because of their show but it was something else made me think about i think the topic of me being self-loathing came up again with someone and I can't remember. It was after the show. I do know that, but I can't remember who it was because it was a brief conversation. And I just, I, because I had just gone to that show, I thought about, it, I'm like, I bet you no one in that band hates themselves as much as I do. And maybe it's a good thing for them. Why? I swear to God. Why? I swear to God that where, thought. Where did that thought come from? Why? why I don't know. You- because they just played a great show. There was a ton of people. They were happy. They were just living life, dude. You know? Yeah. And maybe beforehand they did, but I'm just saying it, it's just what it was the most recent thing I had done where I was around other people. So I just in my brain used it as this example, you know, but it's a little bit healthy to hate yourself also. But 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 have that have that passion, have that drive, have that fucking that that, you know, I can't think of the word I'm trying to to use, but that that sort of there's a word that I want to use before desire, but whatever that desire to not stop, you know, like that feeling like when you stop, you go, damn it. Not, not, I miss this. Not, no, I need to do this. Right. Right. Yeah. Everyone that plays and stops playing, eventually they're going to miss it. That's a normal feeling. I think. Yeah. But there has to be a need to do it, you know? Yeah. And I think that's so important with any art form, with any, with anything, you yeah, know, that's what it I was doesn't have say, to just like be music. It's, yeah, that's not just music, whether it be sports yeah. or anything, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. That's why you see fighters retire for five years and come back. That's why you see. Is it, is it? <laughs> well, all right. All right. But you know. Dollar signs don't do that some. Well, they'll say that they miss it. But either way, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You'll see an actor go 10 years without being in a film. And then 10 years later, they'll be in some indie that will get like this critical acclaim. And then shortly after that, they're in a fucking superhero movie, you know? Yeah. It happens. Right. So that's what I'm saying. 
latch on to that. That's an important thing. Gotcha. But yeah, good times. So we have some we have some questions apparently. Yeah, and actually one of them is music related. Uh, so the one of them comes from my nephew. It was on social media, but it was from my nephew. Uh, anyways, he asked he wanted well, it was more of a topic, not a question. But the topic of bands taking down a song and re-releasing a song. Have you heard this story about Lizzo yet? I know you probably could not care less about Lizzo, but she put out a song called Girls, which is like G-R-R-R-L-S is how she spelled it, which I hate that already. Girls. But anyway, she used the word spaz in the song, meaning like don't be a spaz kind of thing. However, she got ripped on uh, online for it because they're saying that spaz... Um, hang on. I ha- I brought up... I, no way. Yeah, I, I know. No I, way. I agree with you. Hang on. Let's see. Um, fans told Lizzo a word in her song was offensive. She has changed the lyrics. Let's see. Listen to this. Um, so the song says, I'm a spaz. I'm about to knock somebody out. So this person says they slammed the artist on Twitter for using the term, which she said is a slur derived from spastic dysplasia, a form of cerebral palsy that involves muscle stiffness. And says, your new song makes me pretty angry, um, which this person has cerebral palsy. Uh, let's see. So anyways, uh, based off of that, she made a tweet and said, it's been brought to my attention that they, that there is a harmful word in my new song, Girls. Let me make one thing clear. I never want to promote derogatory language. As a fat black woman in America, I've had many hurtful words used against me, so I understand the power words can have. And blah, 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 blah. So that's her. She apologized, and she took it down and took that word out and reposted it. What did she replace that word with? Um, I don't know if she replaced the word or if she took it that sentence out. Let's see. So here's the thing. If it's played on the radio and it's not bleeped out, then it's protected. You don't have to apologize for anything. Was yeah. that song on the radio? I, I assume it was. I don't know about it being... I, but. Dude, what are we doing? I know, I get it. But there, but there are instances. I, I, I know. Um, just one off the top of my head that apparently they, I, I think they re-recorded or they just bleeped the word out for the actual uh, the, um, the album. But like Paramore, they took out the word "whore" in one of the songs. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that's what it was. But I know there's several there's several instances of things like this happening where when the when the album was actually put out, they either you know put a blank spot there where a word was supposed to be or they revised it or something like that. Like um Black Eyed Peas. Let the song Let's Get It Started started out as Let's Get Retarded. Yeah, which I didn't want to say that word, but I'll, I'm glad you said it instead of me. I'll, yeah, I'll say it. I don't give a shit. You know, but that one I think is a little more like I understand a little better. Like why would you even try to put that song out in the first place? But st- you know, still, I, I don't, I don't know. Th- this is a little, a little crazy to me. Here's the thing. The, the problem that I have with this is okay. So the problem that I have with this is, is, is the fact that we all share as human beings, especially Americans in the United States, we all share the commonality of language. Okay. 
And if we speak the language, we understand context. Now, whether we like the context or not does not matter. We understand where it's coming from. Right. So, for instance, that Black Eyed Peas song, they were using a slang term, meaning when we say let's get retarded, it means let's get stupid, meaning let's get crazy, let's throw a party. Right. Everyone at the time knew what that meant. They weren't be- trying to be derogatory. They weren't trying to disparage a group of people of any sort. However, that's a really early instance of this too, by the way. I'm glad you brought that up. That was a long time ago. I mean, when I did actually, that song come out? I, I actually have somewhere around my house, I have that album with the actual song with the actual song on it. The show just Us- took a using turn. the actual word. It was was the Ella Funk album. I know that. I know that for sure. Um, It had quite a few hits on it, though. It even had the one with uh, Justin Timberlake. Did it have the song with uh, Jacoby? Yes, it did. That's a good song. Yeah, that's a good song. Um, What is that? I remember when that song. What is that song? That's gonna drive me nuts. I. I, Anxiety. Yes. Anxiety is an insane rivalry. That's a good song. That is a good song. Um. Anyway. Um, so we all share that and we understand context, but yeah. for some reason now people don't want to agree or they don't want to admit that they understand context. It's just about the overall I'm offended thing. Right. I was going to say, it's just that I'm choosing to be offended about this. There's so much out there right now, especially where like in cancel culture, where it's just like, you don't have to be offended by this. You're choosing to be offended by this. Now there are there are legit yeah. things out there that are happening. People saying legit things that do not be, need to be coming out of their mouth. I get that. However, there are things that are not should not be as big as they are, but people are choosing to be offended, and then other people who want to be offended start jumping on that bandwagon. I mean, we can't say spaz anymore. And who who says spaz anymore? I don't know, and I don't understand how it comes from. It's like that from the seventies. Yeah, I think it's kind of corny that she even had that in the song. Well, I mean, for real. Yeah, that's cornball shit. Who <laughs> says that anymore? I don't know, man. That's that's yeah. nuts. Yeah, I, I, I mean, whatever. Do what you do. You know, she's Lizzo. She's got to remain on the good side of. I, this is the same girl that wore like assless, like basically her ass out at a Lakers game, right? Uh, prob- and she's worried about people being worried Probably. about her saying spaz. Right. Like what's more powerful? The fact that you stand behind your lyrics or the fact that you stand behind your body image at a Lakers game. Right. Like to me, that's like, to me, that says you're more concerned with being a celebrity and, appro- and approved as a celebrity than as an actual artist. That's what that tells me. That's right. weird. That you're going to stand more behind your body image than your actual art that you get paid to do. Right. I guess she gets paid for her body image too well, in some ways, but yeah, I don't know, dude. Well, that's her thing, right? Is that she is an overweight woman and that's like what she wants people to embrace. That's part. And of I'm it. all for that. I'm all for that. But we need to, at some point, be like, being overweight is kind of unhealthy. Yeah. Yes, everyone's beautiful. Fine. Right. 
but at some point you need to get healthy. Are we, we, you and I agree on this, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I, there's, uh, there's a difference between being able to be happy with being overweight, but also knowing that it's not the healthiest thing in the world to be overweight. No, it's not. It's terrible. Yeah. It it is the number one, it's the number one killer. Yeah. I mean, what are we even doing? Right. Obesity related illnesses are the number one killer of people in this country. Yeah. So why are like, come on, we don't have to get, we don't have to go down that. Fuck. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a rabbit hole. You and I don't want to go down. Trust yeah. me. We're two white males, straight white males. Well, we'll get canceled so quick. Um, <laughs> I mean, good for Lizzo. I, I, I had not, I did not see this story. I'm glad you brought it to my attention. That's nuts. Yeah. Let me tell you a quick story. I'm listening. I was at the grocery store earlier and I thought I was going to have to confront a Karen. Here's why. So the grocery store by my house, actually several by my house, they employ teenagers with special needs. Now what they all are, have, whatever, however you want to say, I don't know, but they are clearly special needs in some way. Okay. This is fine. Good. And I remember my wife saying some, there's some sort of program. And I think in the, in the, the county we live in that they do this. I, I don't know. Again, look it up. I don't give a <laughs> shit, but anyway, so I'm in line and I hear, I hear a loud noise and it's this, the girl special needs who is bagging a woman's groceries who is clearly a Karen. Okay. Mm -hmm. And here's why. So the lady, (laughs) the lady asks for paper bags. Okay. Normal request. No big deal. Even someone with special needs. You have two options. You pick one. Which one did they say? Right. Right. I'm not trying to be insulting. Now the girl bagging the groceries goes, Oh, you have a bag of ice and it's going to get wet. Maybe I should put it in a plastic bag. I swear to God, that's how she said it. I heard it word for word. She said, oh, you, ha- but you have a bag of ice. Maybe I should put it. Maybe I should put it. Not I'm going to put it. Right. Maybe I should put it in a plastic bag. Right. And the lady's response was, no, I said paper. Okay. Now kind of a bitchy response to the the 16 year old bagging your groceries. Right. So the lady who is scanning the items, who's clearly older and clearly not special needs, she goes, ma'am, she said, you have a bag of ice. And if you put it in a paper bag, the bag's going to get wet. Exactly. Would you like the bag of ice just by itself? Or we can put it in a plastic bag for you again. I swear to God, that's how calm she was. I swear to God, that's how she said it. And the lady goes, I told both of you, I want it in a paper bag. So now everyone behind me, and there's only like three people behind me, but myself and everyone behind me hears this. And they're all like, God, Jesus Christ, really? You know? Uh And we're all like, do we have to film a Karen? (laughs) Not going to be me, (laughs) but I know the people behind me were going to. But You, You know, she would also be the one that if they put it in that paper bag and she gets out close to her car and the bottom of the bag rips out and hits the ground, yes. she's going to go back she's in com- there and complain about it. She's coming back in. Yep. She's coming back in yep. and she's got her phone out. Exactly. Right? Yep. So I felt 
And the only reason I'm bringing this story up is I felt so bad for the girl. She's a teenager. She's just trying to be helpful. Right. And oh, by the way, she has enough sense to go, hey, that's not a good idea. Do you want me to fix this for you type thing? Yeah. I felt so bad for her. And, but I don't know where I stand. We should be able to say spaz. That's my point. Maybe she had cerebral palsy. I don't know. I don't know what she had. I don't know. My point is you feel bad about people, but you also want to be able to say sometimes what you want to say. Where do you draw the line? What do you do? Well, if you're Lizzo and you have millions of dollars potentially on the line, I guess you just go ahead and apologize. But is that right? Or should we really be like spaz? But do like you, you, you know, say, you say if there's millions of dollars on the line, do you really think there is like, do you think there's enough of an army of people behind that? Down the road. Sure. You think so? You don't think down the road it goes away? Well, let's be honest. She's never going to get canceled. We've already established that cancel culture does not apply to musical artists, to comedians, to people who perform some sort of art. Cancel culture is meant for a large group of people who are trying to be manipulated into changing the way they live. Right. That's what cancel culture really is. And you can Google it, bitches. It, it, that's the <laughs> definition of cancel culture. Trust me. Yeah. No, I understand that people, they say a bad thing or they say what some people are offended by and they think they're getting canceled. And I feel bad for them. I really do. If it's not a cancelable, cancelable offense and it's going to take a lot for me to want to cancel you or whatever or be behind the army of people that want to. So like... For her, yeah, potentially there are millions of dollars at stake because she has to be a specific person who pleases a specific group of people, meaning not only her fans, but her potential fans. So she has to be on point all the time. Right. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong, but that's the world we live in now. Okay. You know? Yeah. And... I think she's at a, a very she's at a she's at a more fragile state in this than say like a stand up comedian or an actual hip hop artist because let's be honest she's not hip hop she's a pop artist pop artists are supposed to be these bubble gummy we play you on top forty we can have you in to talk to talk to Ryan Seacrest type people who can clean it up at the drop of a hat right right she is that way. Now, what, which, what do you want? What do you, which one, then I guess that would be my question to her. Which one do you want to be? Do you want to be this rebel who shows her ass at the Lakers game and doesn't feel like she should have to apologize for it? And oh, by the way, I'm going to use the word spaz and not apologize for it. Or do you want to be the people pleaser who, when she shows her ass goes, it's, I have a positive body image and I'm sorry. I said spaz. Let me go ahead and change that. So you don't know if the, the actual word was changed on the record. You're just thinking they bleep it out now. That's not I, on her. That's on like what actually changed. Um, let's see. Is, there, is it in the story? Because it's not her decision to bleep that out. 
Yeah, I don't see in this article where it shows what they actually did. I, I you think know what probably happened is they probably made a clean version of the song. Oh, wait, hang on. This, this says, uh, in a statement posted to all her social media platforms, Lizzo apologized and announced that she has changed the lyric. Such as she changed it on her own. She didn't, they didn't just bleep it out. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. For spaz. Yeah. Can I tell you it was the highlight of my life when I heard my song on the radio and a word was censored? Yeah, you have told me that before. Like I jizzed in my pants. <laughs> it was the coolest thing. And I didn't even say a curse word. Yeah. Didn't even say a curse word. But the word had to be in this instance for the for the the context of what I was saying in the song, it had to be bleeped out. And I, dude, I was so happy. It's like, oh my God. I was censored. Not only was I on the radio, but I was censored on the radio. It's like my childhood dream come true. Yeah. For real. I mean, I grew up listening so to wait, this guy, So wait, you said, right? you said, pointing this, at this Tupac is what I wanted. on your shirt, but, uh, so it wasn't a cuss word you said? No. It was the word wet. Because of how it was used, I guess? Yep. Okay. And it was, I did not cover crazy, bitch. It was a cover of, um, <laughs> it was a cover of, uh, whatever you like. It was our cover of whatever yeah. you like. Yeah. By T.I. And he, he has that line that gets so wet, gets so tight. Right. Bleeped it out on hmm. the radio. Our well, version. So, well, I don't know. So I guess I have my, my curiosity lies with okay so like papa roach has a song um what's the i don't know what the song called it is called off the top of my head but it's like uh he says you're my heroine um yeah and yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's bleeped out on the radio when it's played but it's on actually on it's actually on the album so i'm curious does that matter to an artist why why if they know it's going to get bleeped out on like radio play why not change it to something else Oh, fuck that. Or does it matter? Yeah, no, that, that doesn't matter. Okay. That doesn't matter. And that's what I'm saying. That's why it's so bizarre for her. Like, why not just have, why not just have it edited on the radio? You know, yeah. have it censored on the radio and call it a day. Like, to actually change what you're saying and what the, the meaning of that line is or whatever. It's, ah, it's a little bit weird, but... It's not the first time. I'm trying to think of when this has happened before, and it has happened. But radio edits are a common thing. Yeah. So you make the radio edit version of a song. You know, uh, it's fine. But if you don't mind being censored, you get censored. I think it's cool. Because the people go, oh, what did they say? Well, what, what, you know, yeah. not anymore. It's 2022. But in 2010... I was like, oh shit. Right. What happened? <laughs> what word was said that we couldn't hear? Right? Right. I don't know. Is this still a thing? Like, I'm pretty sure Walmart used to not be able to sell records that had cussing in them. Or or they had to be all edited versions on any any albums that they sold. That might have been a thing. I know there were specific stores that only sold the clean version. Yeah. And that was a huge thing too. You know, people fought against the explicit lyrics label on records, you know? Yeah. 
Um, to me, as a kid growing up in that era, when that started, I was a young kid. I mean, I was probably too young to understand what was happening, but later on when it was still fresh and new, I thought it was cool. Like for someone who would go to the, take the bus to the record <laughs> store and buy a record. Yeah. The fact that I was buying one that had that label, I was like, Oh my God, I am the most rebellious 10 year old ever, you know? <laughs> But I get why I get why they wouldn't want to, or I get why it's a it's a you know we shouldn't be, and that's where it got really tricky too because they at first they wanted to start censoring like lewd behavior, but then the lewd behavior became well, now we want to censor you're talking about murder and 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 things like that, and now you were censoring you want to talk about taking down the government. And now we're censoring, you You know, so it just it became these levels of things that people had to talk about and people had to sort of rally against. And I think at some point artists were just like, fuck it, put the label on there so we can just keep we can just we, we just want to go about our business at the end of the day. Right. But then there's also uh, artists like Eminem, which I know you're not a fan of, but, you know, there's songs that he's put out and then they put out a radio version of it. And I'm like, this is a different song. Yeah, it's, because, yeah, it's, it's silly. Uh, like, this is terrible. Why? Why did you even? For one, why are you even trying to play it on the radio? Yeah. You know, and two, he knew when he put this out that this isn't going to get radio play. But I mean, I guess I guess in the music industry, it is looked at as a, a good idea. Well, if this can possibly be put on the radio, that's a good thing for you. So let's put out a little bit of a cleaner version. But Yeah. I mean, if it gets radio play and it blows up, who gives a fuck what's bleeped out and what's not? Right. I remember when Rough Riders Anthem came out, you know, and I heard the original version and then, oh, my God, they started playing it on the radio. And I was just like, it's not even a song. Everything, every other word right. is, is bleeped out in this song. You know, but uh, you can put any of my songs on the radio and you can bleep out three quarters of it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> is, is most of the hook in there? That's fine. That's totally fine. <laughs> So we started this. I said, what questions are there? And then you said, you brought up this. So did someone actually ask that or that's just something you knew about? No, that was actually a, a well, a topic. Oh. He wanted to know about okay. what, like what our thoughts were on, on doing that. So anyways, that was my nephew, my nephew, uh, Zach Reisenhoover. But, oh, that's right. I'm sorry. You said that. Yeah. Active listening. My bad. Yeah. So yeah, those are my thoughts. I, you know, <laughs> I don't know which person do you want to be Lizzo? Yeah. So, uh, another buddy of mine, Joe Burrow, had asked the question. Um, what up, I, Joe? I don't know how deep we want to go into it, but uh, he Uh-oh. he wanted to know our opinion on '80s and '90s era sports versus now professional professional sports. Like what our thoughts are, and, and I, my, you know, we talk about football and basketball mainly. Uh, I mean, besides, I guess MMA. Uh, but you know, of course, MMA d- it doesn't go really that back that far. I'm trying to think of like basketball and stuff. You know, there's always the comparison between like Michael Jordan and LeBron or even Michael Jordan and Kobe, uh, you know, things like that. Uh, But football was like a major difference from then to now. Right. And I know different world. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of, a lot of it has to do with the, the rules that have changed from now, you know, from back then to now, but uh, just overall, do you think in professional sports in general, do you think that sports have gotten more lax or do you think they've got like 
players have gotten... So I think players are going to get better over time no matter what. That's just the advancement of sports and things like that. That's going to happen. Training gets better for players, uh, you know, even at, even at a lower level, you know, middle school to high school and stuff like that. But as far as, like, how tough players are and stuff, I think that definitely changes. And maybe it's not really a bad thing that it has changed the way it is because these players can play longer now. They, you know, their careers can last longer because they're staying healthier because they're not getting, you know, uh, hit in the head all constantly and things like that. But I don't know. I, I think there's positives and negatives, I guess, when it comes to like players now versus players back then, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's definitely different. People are more athletic now. You know, that's just the evolution of man, I feel. Mm -hmm. And you could do it from decade to decade. And, you know, people used to say this in the 80s. Let's compare the 80s to the 70s. Like, oh, my God, everything has changed so much. But you say in the 90s. Um, I think with football, they're the people. What did we say? 80s versus 90s? No, 80s and 90s era versus versus today. Yeah. Yeah, football was different. Yeah. Football, they were, they were just different people. Yeah. Now, they might not have been as athletic, but they were just different people. Ronnie Lott had his finger cut off mid-game so he could keep playing. Do what? You're, I don't know that story. Ronnie Lott, from the, Ronnie Lott from the 49ers had his finger dislocated so bad, it was either you need to leave now and go have surgery, and we can try and repair this thing, or just have it fucking cut off, and you can keep playing. He chose to have it cut off, and he kept fucking playing. Are you saying that's something they they wouldn't do now? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. I love Miles Garrett to death. He's my dude, but he's not playing with with a finger missing. They were just different people. Yeah. Now, are the football players of today more athletic, more speed, more power, more everything? Absolutely. But the game has been dumbed down so much because of that. True. These guys use their own heads as weapons. Right. Not only that, forget their head. They use their whole body as weapons. Yeah. No, I can't even imagine because there, there, there are specific positions that not even in the 90s, like 10 years ago, football players would play in football that have been outlawed now. I don't remember what it's I don't remember what it's called, but there was a guy who would play special teams. It has a specific name and it has escaped me, but he would play special teams and he would basically go break up the wall of people that are trying to rush your receiving special teams player. Brendan Chubb, who we might talk about later, <laughs> played this position in college. Okay. It's basically the guy who gets the shit kicked out of him. Right. On every special teams play. They don't even allow that anymore. You're not that there's that that position does not exist. Wow. God damn it. What's it called? It's gonna drive sure. me nuts. Anyway, so like the NFL definitely has changed for sure. It's a softer, it's a softer game. And I'm not saying that to be insulting. It just is. They protect the players more. You know, the quarterback gets flicked. There's a penalty call. I understand why you want to protect that guy. He's typically your franchise player. There's a lot of there's a lot of money riding on that guy's health. You want to protect him. Fine. 
And the NFL has been let, – let's be real clear about the NFL too. It is big fucking business. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And it's more about the business than it is about the sport and pleasing the fans. Mm-hmm. Let's not get it twisted. Right. The NBA has changed. And while I'm going to call it softer, that doesn't concern me as much as how the game has changed with how everyone plays offensively. Meaning, in the NBA now, there is no such thing as a bad shot. Okay? In the 80s and 90s, players would get taken out of games for taking bad shots. Right. Shots that did not benefit your team. Meaning, you didn't have players in position to rebound your shot. Right. You didn't... It wasn't taken into consideration during that offensive series how the team could run back on transition... And get a fast break. In today's NBA, it's a fucking shit show. Shoot the ball from wherever you want. It doesn't care if we have rebounders. It doesn't care if we have people back on defense. If you make 27% of those, you're going to be a hero. Right. Now, fuck me if I'm wrong. The Golden State Warriors just won, and they have three guys on their team that just shoot it from anywhere. Okay? Yeah. Now, that series, I think the Celtics gave it to them more than they won it. That's just me. I watched all the games. <laughs> That's what I saw. Yeah. That's what I saw. The Celtics were the better team. They had more talent. They have better players. They have better defense. They gave it away. That's just me. So I don't like that area. Uh, I don't like that era. I don't like this era of the NBA because of that. I still watch. I love the NBA. I love basketball. Yeah. But it's impacting college, too. College players are playing the same type of offense. Yeah. When I was a kid, not on any universe would a seven-footer dare shoot a three. Ever. Right. Didn't matter how wide open they were. It didn't matter what the score of the game was. It didn't matter what quarter the game was in. Never. It's a regular thing. It is a regular thing now. Right. Do you think that it's going to I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's just not what I grew up I grew up watching, you know. Do you think this is going to get worse in college now that they can actually make money? What do you mean? Uh, like the whole, everything that we're talking about, like um, players, like you said, it's trickling down into college um, as far as, I, I'm not going to say like not playing as hard, but like like you said, you know, not making oh, sure. Oh, they phone that, it in. Yeah. I mean, do you yeah. think that you think it's going to continue to get worse now that, college players can make money absolutely even though i don't know before. about it in basketball but i wouldn't be surprised if some guys phone it in basketball yeah you know you if you make the tournament you play hard you try to win but let, let's be honest if you're a one-and-done player and you go to kentucky are you really trying to set the world on fire in the ncaa tournament Right. Well, I mean, there, there's always the, the goal from college basketball, though, right? It's it's titles and NBA, right? I mean, that that's what that, that's like the two major goals that you can have if you are a college basketball player. Well, least, what's your incentive D1. to play hard? What's your incentive to play hard in the postseason in college basketball if you've already been considered the consensus number one overall pick in the NBA draft? Right. Four months ago. Right. What you're 
So if you don't win the national title and you lose in the first round, your draft stock doesn't go down. And you know this because people are saying it, then why the fuck would you play hard and risk getting hurt and risk millions of dollars? It's why you see NFL players not playing in bowl games now. Right. Which as a person who likes money and, and makes his money to feed his family, I understand but as a person who also loves his teams right, and has been a part of a team before, if I was that guy's teammate, I'd be go, I would go, Hey, shithead, you want to win or not? Cause right. I got to play. Right. I'm not getting drafted this year. Right. I got to fucking play. And with you in the game, not only do we have a better chance of winning, but I have a better chance of looking good. Right. Think about like, and I think that's what people kind of overlook is like, yeah, that guy not playing doesn't just impact him and forget about the overall team. Right. But think about the people who play. If you're a running back and you sit the game up, right. Everybody on offense now is impacted by your absence. Right. Now the game plan changes. Right. And there could be a million different reasons why, the guy running behind you doesn't look as good. Now the guy running behind you could look better because he's getting more touches and he could have a blowout game, but also that could be a guy who only gets the ball on third down when you're within the red, when you're in the red zone. Yeah. We're not getting in the red zone as much because you're not fucking playing. So I'm not getting as many touches. Right. Right. And then that's just one scenario out of you. You watch football. I mean, how many could there be? Right. Right. And that's only and that's only specific to some teams who are run heavy. You could be a team who has a great quarterback and you're pass heavy and doesn't matter. But um, I, I think I sent you that video of Draymond Green talking about comparing himself to players in the 90s and 80s and about mm-hmm. how people people who called out those players were just bullied players. I, essentially, he was saying they were pussies. Huh. And I just want to I want to make something very clear. I am. Not a Draymond Green fan. I think he's a moron, and I really can't stand when these analysts get on TV and talk about how intelligent he is, and he's a thinker out on the court, but yet he kicks people in the balls when he jumps in the air. Right. What a what a what an intelligent person he must be. Right. The people he's comparing himself to in the 80s and 90s, who were the like the bad boy Pistons, for instance, or the New York Knicks from the 90s. Charles Oakley, you know, Anthony Mason, those guys, they blatantly kicked the shit out of you. Yeah. They weren't on some sneaky shit. (laughs) They didn't jump in the air trying to grab a rebound and do the splits in the air and, oh, by the way, nick you in the fucking ball sack. They elbowed you in the ball sack and stared you in the face when they did it. And I, I'm going, and I know we've talked about this before, but I'm going back to in the last dance when they're talking about when they're playing the Pistons. Like the goal was, if your feet left the floor, your ass hit the ground. Draymond Green doesn't do that. No. He's on some sneaky shit. No, he'll he'll fall into your knee after your shot, like he did to Jalen Brown in the finals this year. Well, I mean, that was even, some cheap shot even, shit. You know, even that was some bush league shit. Even LeBron James, he's been the biggest name in the NBA for how many years now? And there's countless videos of him faking a foul or faking getting elbowed in the nose or something along those lines, like hardcore faking where he's jumping back or he's falling on the ground or something. Like, you know, 
in you, there's going to be video of that. Like, why would you? Why do you fake that just to get the foul? Yes. Can you can you imagine Michael Jordan ever doing that, or Scottie Pippen ever doing that, or Dennis Rodman ever doing that? No. Well, Dennis Rodman was a flopper, but well, okay, it was all it was, but that was it was different. It was different. Yeah, Dennis Rodman wasn't a scorer. True. He was a. He defense, was trying to yeah. flop to get the foul to get the ball back for Michael Jordan to score, <laughs> right. or for fucking Isaiah Thomas to score. <laughs> yeah. But also, he was a dirty player, and he was unapologetic, and it was in your face. It wasn't some sneaky shit. Yeah. So when Draymond Green talks about, oh, yeah, I, you know, people who compare me to those guys in the 80s and 90s, well, the people who bitched about those guys back then are just, they were bullied. It's like, no, no, dude, you're not the same as those guys. You're right. not. I'm sorry. It's different. The NBA is a little bit, the NBA has just become, again, while I love it, it's just become a, it's, it's, it's just a different league. And that's why I always hate the arguments. About who's better, Michael or LeBron, or who's better, Steph versus this guy, or it's all different. You yeah. know, there's evolutions to it, and I honestly think the same way about the NFL. You know, people like when every year there's a good running back who's lighting it up, and they'll bring up Barry Sanders, or they'll bring up Walter Payton, or you know these guys, and they go, "Guys, it's different. It's just different. Yeah, it's just different." Now, I'm not about to talk shit because I have one of the best running backs in the league, and I think this coming season he's going to be the best running back in the NFL. So I ain't about to talk shit about his game. <laughs> I'm just saying it's different. Yeah. That's all. It is. And another baseball? Sport. Whoa. I think we have to go for – now, look, the athleticism and the, 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 the skill level is different because I think baseball players today – aren't necessarily growing up playing one position or being one thing. They're doing it all. all. And that's how they're learning to play baseball. Now, when they get to okay. the major leagues, they have refined those skills and they have found one thing or one place to play in the major leagues. I think in the eighties, especially not so much the nineties, but in the eighties, especially you had a lot of guys that we don't know what the fuck he is right now. <laughs> You know, yeah. And then he gets to the major leagues, and they go, "We still don't know what the fuck he is." But he he gets on base. He can hit with runners in scoring position, right? Uh -huh. Doesn't have a lot of power, but he can hit with runners in scoring position, and he can play defense late in the game. So we're just gonna call him our third baseman for now, <laughs> right? We don't even know. Like you saw that a lot more yeah. back then, yeah. And that's cool. You know, I think you, I think you have to go way further back in baseball. Yeah. Because baseball, again, I hate this saying, but it is America's pastime. Yeah. And it has been the sport of our country for the longest time. I don't look at the 80s and 90s and compare them to today because my favorite player of all time flourished in the 90s. And a couple of my favorite players of all time flourished in the 80s. Um, I go back to like the Babe Ruth era and like people that compare players today, like don't compare Aaron judge to Babe Ruth. I'm right. sorry. They're different human beings. Yeah. And forgive me for telling a joke that a million people have told, but Babe Ruth did not play against fucking people of color. So I ain't even trying to hear it. I ain't even trying to hear it, dude. Yeah. What's that, that joke that in train wreck Colin Quinn plays the dad in train wreck. And he's like, there's an 11 year old girl in the Dominican right now that could strike out Babe Ruth in his prime. 
I ain't trying to hear anything about Beirut. <laughs> like, stop with that shit. And even Daniel Tosh, I don't, he, I, don't, I don't even think he's a sports guy, but he had a joke about, you know, people talking about the era of baseball. When, like, and this is when Daniel Tosh was like popping, but like the era of baseball during that time versus like Babe Ruth and shit. And they, they, he was like, I'd like to see Babe Ruth hit a fucking CC Sabathia slider. Get the fuck out of here. Right. It, it, like, it's a different thing. So that when, when it comes to baseball, which, by the way, is my favorite sport, that's what I compare to. And I really get sick of the purists, like, comparing people to Babe Ruth and comparing people to Ty Cobb. And, like, it's like, what are we doing? We're comparing Mike Trout to Ty Cobb. Right. Like, it's a different. Mike Trout's head is bigger than fucking Ty Cobb's body. <laughs> like what are we doing you know I, I said a while ago that mma is a little bit of a different thing because it didn't really go that far back but how how old was pride that was early 90s right no 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 well uh, mid 90s to early 2000s yeah okay so i guess it was like the 90s era man some of i this, don't know i don't know that's a good question we have to look that up i don't want to speak out of turn here some of the fights back then though just were absolutely ridiculous Oh, insane. Insane. Yeah. And you couldn't see them live. So you would have to watch. They showed reruns on like Fox Sports and shit. Oh, is that how it worked? Uh, that's what I remember it being. You know, obviously at the time when they were showing them too, I had um, nickels to my name. So it wasn't, I wasn't buying a pay-per-view for anything. Right. But uh, yeah, I remember watching, you know, Crow Cop fucking fighting. And I remember when Kevin Randleman knocked out crow cop i you know it had, it had already happened but we're this is before social media and everything so i didn't know that it happened and i remember watching it on on fox sports or whatever it was and being like oh my god he did it he fucking i went to a, a wrestling camp and kevin randleman was there so he had a, like a okay. special place in my heart but yeah uh history 97 it looks like yeah 97 was the first event Okay. So late nineties. And I remember the last few events being like 2005, 2006, something like that. Okay. That's, that's when, uh, like Chuck Liddell went over there and shit. Right. But yeah. So yeah. Uh, good question by Joe. I, it, it really just depends on the sport, but I know what he's asking. I know yeah. what he's asking. Are yeah. people softer today? Yes. Absolutely. I think also when you're comparing players from the eighties and nineties to today, you know, we've, I think we talked about this before when, when the last dance came out, like, could you imagine if Michael Jordan have grown up in the social media era, meaning constantly under scrutiny by fans and it's just out there in the public. Right. Yeah. That's what LeBron had to grow up in. And, and play through his entire career. And I think it's what separates them the most. Not so much skill, not so much achievements, but LeBron had to be this guy. And I think it's what really impacted his the mental aspect of his game. He's made some incredibly dumb mistakes in the media because he felt like he had to be this guy. Now, look, it's paid off. I mean, the dude is a billionaire, and he does so much for his community and he's doing all these things. And it's why he wanted to go to LA because he knows in LA, he's going to be able to influence people with deep pockets who can make a change for things that he cares about. Good for him. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's the era he grew up in. 
So it just had me thinking, you know, tonight's the NBA draft. Right. And there's a kid who's going to get drafted probably second, maybe first. His name is Chet Holmgren. He went to the Gonzaga. Um, that kid has been a viral superstar since he was 12 years old. Because of basketball? Players who played. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Said the NBA draft, bro. No, I mean, I, I didn't know if you meant he was a viral sensation because of how good he was at basketball or for some other reason. He's been all over the internet since he was 12 years old because he's a freak of nature. Right now, I think he's 7'2". I mean, the dude was fucking Jesus. 6'10 when he was a freshman in high school or whatever. Yeah, but he has handles. He can shoot. He runs the floor like a little guy. He's a freak of nature. But that kid's been on the internet since he was fucking a teenager. Yeah. Players in the 80s and 90s didn't do that. That, that, that whole aspect of the game there was no ball is life there was none of these fucking youtube channels that are pumping you up when you're a kid you had to prove yourself when you got to the nba right when you're scotty pippen and you go to central arkansas university or whatever wherever he went nobody knew who the fuck he was right he had to prove himself in the nba right chad holmgren he's gonna get drafted second tonight he could have a mediocre career but he'll be okay scotty pippen tanks his rookie year Bye-bye. Right. See you later. Chet Holmgren's going to last at least five, six years, even if he is a dud. He won't be a dud, even if he is, though. Didn't I think that's the biggest – that's a huge difference, and not only for the NBA, for football players, for baseball players, everybody. MMA fighters. It, it, it's, a, it's a different aspect of what they have to go through mentally in their preparation and how they treat their wins and how they treat their losses and how they treat their endorsements, all that stuff. Right. That's a huge difference to me. Yeah. I was just thinking about the NBA draft and thinking about that kid. I mean, I've been watching that kid on YouTube for the last, he's 19. So probably five years easily. So speaking of the NBA draft, did that, um, Timmy, he was Gonzaga too, right? You know what I'm talking about? He had, he had like the food. Oh, uh, Drew Timmy. Yeah. Timmy, yeah. Didn't he, wasn't he going to do the NBA draft and then decided to stay another year? Am I right with that? Or was he, he was, a was he a senior last year? Why do I think I've seen that? But no, you might be right. But good, if he did stay, good for him. It's probably the best move. Yeah. Let me look it up. Or I might be Drew wrong. He may be in the draft Timmy. tonight. I don't know. Uh, Nope, he's still at Gonzaga. Gonzaga. I think that's what happened then. I think he was going to go into the draft and then decided to stay another year. Yep. Gonzaga forward Drew Timmy announced on Wednesday that he will withdraw from the 2022 NBA draft and return to school for his senior year. Good for him. Well, shoot, I mean, if you already got... You don't see that often. Right. You already have three years in. Do they, do they still have a uh, the pol like the policy of you have to at least do two years of college before you can do the draft? So one year. One oh, and done. It's one year? Oh, okay. One year. One and done. Okay. The top three picks of the draft this year will be one and done players. Yeah. And then the way that things are looking, the number four pick will be Jaden Ivey. He was a sophomore. So, that's you know, they're all fucking right. 19. It's like, it's so ridiculous, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, these kids knew though. Like they, they knew when they, they, they when they graduated, when they graduated, they were like, I know what's happening here. I've got to do a year for in college and then I'm yeah. going to the draft. That's it. 
Yeah, these kids know. I mean, Chet Holmgren was being called an NBA lottery pick when he was a sophomore in high school. Right. You know, like it, it, it's it's crazy. It's very specific to the NBA and to college basketball, but I like it. It's entertaining. I enjoy it. I'm excited to see where EJ Liddell goes. Local kid. Went to Belleville. Played at Ohio State. He's supposed to be a first rounder. We'll see. Oh, I went to Belleville. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Belleville East, I want to say. Okay. But uh so that's not St. Louis, but it is. Right. I don't know. It's the metro area. Right. Okay, well, I have two more questions we'll knock out pretty quick and then Holy I'm Holy shit. More and, questions? Yeah. We have fans. I know, Who right? Knew? And then I uh have a video that will probably roll us out of the episode and then we'll talk probably bring it up at the beginning of next episode because I want you to okay. I want you to sit on it for a little while. Oh god. Okay, so let's start with um Bill Edberg. He's a guy that I actually work with and he wants to know if um poo power will be able to fuel the planet. Uh, what does that mean? And I didn't know what that meant. Um, so he maybe maybe he didn't say fuel the planet. Maybe he he said heat the planet. Um, but I actually looked this up. I just typed in poo power into Google, and this is actually a thing. And there is let's see. Uh, this comes from theguardian.com, and it says uh, thousands of homes in southwest London could soon be warmed by the waste from their local sewage works as part of England's first poo power district heating scheme. Thames Water hopes to harness the heat of human waste from its treatment plant in Kingston upon Thames to warm more than 2,000 new homes that form part of a regeneration plan for the borough's Cambridge Road estate. Have you ever heard of that being a thing? No. What's this guy's name? Who's that? The guy that asked the question? Yeah. Bill Edberg. Hey, Bill, if you want to know if Pooh has power, <laughs> come to my house in between the hours of 7 a.m. and 1 p.m. You'll find out. Because I got plenty See of See how it. warm the bathroom is. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's funny. Anyways, I just thought, awesome. I thought it was interesting because I have never, I didn't know that I was actually a thing. I thought he was joking at first. So then I just Googled it and I was like, holy crap, this is actually a thing somehow. Of course, in England. And when you try to type in poo power into Google, there are so many weird things that it takes you to. <laughs> I can only imagine. I yeah, only and so imagine. many weird questions that people ask. I believe it. Yeah, so another question I, ha- or I had from a guy that I work with, again, uh, his name is Kyle Campanelli, and his basic question was, where's that formula at? And he's talking about this huge baby baby formula shortage, which I guess you haven't been through. Do you have any friends or anything that have young yeah. ones that are dealing with this right now? Yeah, they have twins. Oh, snap. That sucks. Yeah. Like like under one? Just had them. Jeez. Yeah. That's scary. Because this, this, um, this facility that shut down, which... Have you followed this at all? The whole thing about the plant shutting down and that's why we have this massive shortage? No. The FDA shut the plant down um, because they were saying that they were they were left uninspected because of COVID and when they came back in, they were doing like a lot of stuff that they shouldn't be doing and this, that, and the other. Well, then they were down for like a month and they got them back up and going again and then apparently the place flooded. 
So they were down again and they're going to be up again, but I'm just, it's. Can I, can I stop you real quick? Yeah. Is there only one plant on the universe that is responsible for all of the formula that we get for our babies? I mean, there's a few, but apparently this was the main one. The main one. Yeah. What does that mean? What what company? Like I don't think I don't think there is near as many as you think. Uh, let's see. FDA gives update on formula How shortage. How could there not Abbott, be? There are more babies. Abbott Sturgis facility is what this place is called. Where is this at? Um, Sturgis, Michigan. So you mean to tell me in Sturgis, Michigan, remains the only plant that produces our baby formula? I mean, they're not the only one. I just one, think more but they women are... need to start using them titties. That's all. Well, there's a. I mean, that's a funny joke, but there there's a lot more to it. I'm sure. That oh, you it's know. not a joke. <laughs> I mean that in all aspects of life, women. <laughs> Don't worry, we won't get in trouble. Yeah, but anyways, it's a it's it's really a pretty big deal, and I and I know. Um, he asked this question because he has a young one about the same age as mine. We are yeah. lucky enough that we were able to get enough that I think is going to last us until he turns one. And then when he turns one, he switches over to milk anyways. Right. So we're not going to have to worry too much about that. Um, small side note on that though. So did you, what, uh, as far as milk goes with your kid, when he turned one, did you just do like whole milk? Still on whole milk. He's still on whole milk. Yep. Has that ever worried you? Cause like for a grown adult, like whole milk is not the healthiest thing in the world. Like so, there's so much there's so much sugar in it, yeah, and, and a lot of fat and stuff that's not necessarily well, needs needed the, for. They need the fat. I know they do, but that I, I'm just curious because I know there's like the sugar is not great. It doesn't make me happy, but yeah, it's fine. It, yeah. We'll eventually get them off milk in general. To be honest with you, right. Um. Well, and that's where I am because when I was a kid, dude, I drank milk like it was going out of style, oh, like several dude. gallons a week. I've, I would, would eat lasagna and wash it down <laughs> with milk, bro. I would eat fucking grilled cheese and wash it down with milk. Yeah. I would eat ramen and wash it down with milk. <laughs> fucking shit on a shingle at milk. Like, yeah. That's all I drank. <laughs> Believe me. I was the same oh, way, yeah. man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Oh, now, dude. now I'm like, if I drink any milk at all, it's gonna be like almond milk or cashew milk or something. I, something. I haven't had a regular glass of milk in ten years. No, it's been a long Easily. time. Yeah. Easily. Right. And, and you know, I if you can get raw milk, if you can get real milk, I don't have a huge problem with that. You know, mm-hmm. I think there's some there there are, there are some benefits, but. With him, I'm not, with my son, I'm not worried about it. We'll eventually get, we'll wean him off of it and it'll be fine. Yeah. But you know, yeah, I don't know. I'm not too, I'm not too worried about it. It is a shit ton of sugar. And a lot of people like just drink, like people don't even understand. Like, I, I think a lot of people like don't understand how much sugar is in just everything. Everything. Even, even yeah, like, everything. like I think the biggest misconception is like fruit juice and stuff. Apple juice is packed oh. with sugar, dude. It's not like they just oh. got juice straight from an apple and gave oh. it to you. Like it's it's all juices, man. And half the juices aren't even like you know. Are the majority of it is like artificial stuff. It's not yeah. even. And I hate it too because yeah. I fucking love OJ, dude. Yeah, that's another thing. 
milk and OJ in a fucking cup right there in front of me during breakfast. Right. Didn't matter what my breakfast was. Uh, as an adult, as a drinker, fucking screwdriver. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Dude, you start your day off with one of those or your mm. drinking time off with one of those. Oh, my God. It's the best. Can't do it anymore, man. The fucking sugar just destroys me, dude. Yeah, destroys me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but dude, even like if you don't get real bacon, if you get shitty bacon, it has sugar in it. Like, how did we get sugar? What did you do to it that it has sugar? Go to the, next time you're at the grocery store. Really? Look at like the shitty, the cheapest bacon you can find at the grocery store. It will have. It's not a lot of sugar. It's not like eating a fucking Snickers, but what I'm saying is it has sugar. And you're going, how the fuck does bacon have sugar? It shouldn't have any sugar. Right. But it does. It's just, it's the fillers and all the bullshit they, the preservative bullshit they put in it to, yeah. Sugar's the worst, man. Yeah. You know, I, I, we grew up listening to the word preservative all the time. I never really thought about what it actually is. Like, I was just like, oh, yeah, it's got preservatives. Everything has preservatives. Like, you never think about, like, how unhealthy those preservatives actually are and what they are actually doing. They're just, like, letting your stuff be good for longer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, I I guess, you know, back in the day when stuff was being imported on, uh, you know, ships that took a lot longer to get from one place to another, I guess it was maybe something they didn't really think about as much as they we do now probably not i mean yeah well no definitely not (laughs) but at the same time i don't i you know when it comes to sugar we just never thought about shit that had sugar right like oh i'm eating fucking uh uh raisin bran it's good for me right no, it's not. It's fucking. It is a bowl. Like you might as well just put Kit Kats into a bowl and pour milk over it. Like that's what it is. I was just like, thinking about that earlier. I swear. I was watching a, a commercial came on and it was Tony the Tiger and Frosted Flakes, and I was just thinking, as uppity as this commercial is, and you got this tiger and he's like all these all these kids involved. They're like playing soccer and stuff and everything. And I'm like, what are we doing? Like that, it's a bowl of sugar. That this ah, is what we're promoting. So good, They're so though, good, man. but still, so that's good. what we're promoting God. to kids. That you know, I, I would ejaculate if I had a bowl <laughs> of frosted flakes right now. I would ejaculate and then not wake up tomorrow. I would have to call off work, but it would be great for like five minutes. Jeez, man, that's a pretty ah. epic situation you got going on. Dude. What if you had or- what if you had a screwdriver in front of you with it and oh a God. glass of milk? <laughs> You're not going to hear from me for a couple weeks. <laughs> telling you yeah <laughs> all right well this shit. all uh, right what's this video you got yeah we had a couple of topics that we didn't get to uh but we can always hit it next week but i'm gonna play this i'm not gonna play the video i'm just gonna play the audio want you i got this queued up i want you to listen to it and then i'm gonna see the anger on your face and then we're gonna roll in and we'll bring it back in next week <laughs> are you ready why do I always have to be the angry one? Angry. That's what I want to know. Um, Jake Paul, he uh, keeps saying he wants to fight you. Do you want to fight him? That could be very interesting. It could be interesting. <laughs> I never took it really serious, but yeah, that could be really interesting. You think he, that he is skilled enough to make it uh, something that you might actually want to do? 
he's skilled enough. Yes, I'm going to give it to him. He's skilled enough because he's winning. Uh-huh. You gotta, you, even if he's fighting guys that your guys don't believe are good enough fighters, they should be able to beat him. Right. It gets right, worse. They can't. Just so right. you know. So he's beating people who really, he shouldn't really be beating. That's, we got to give him that credit. He's beating people that he really should not be beating. Right. And um, he's doing good, man. For a guy that just, he's just doing yeah. it. And, you know, this is good. And he's doing, and he's, He's doing so much good for boxing. This is listen. This guy got 70, 70 million people following him every time he fights. Right. Yeah. The champions in the world don't have that many people following them. So what he's doing to boxing is just sensational. No one should be hating on that. They should just care. Let's just fight him. He's helping everybody get money. So why are people mad at him? So that's something you might be interested. in. If everything's possible, yeah. But it gotta happen this year. It gotta happen this year. And then if you beat him, will you beat other YouTubers? Will you go after? I don't know, like. So. I just thought I, I know what your opinion is on this, and I know, and I just thought it was interesting to hear from one of the best boxers of all time what his actual thought is on this. No. <laughs> just no. First of all, first of all, no. Okay. Not one of the best of all time. Oh come on! I said one of. I didn't say the uh, best. You. Oh what? He's not one of the best of all time. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Okay. Okay. One of the greatest runs of all time. Okay. One of the greatest championship runs of all time. It's not one of the best of all time. Okay. Let's make something very clear. You can't have a temper tantrum in the ring and bite someone's ear off who's beating you and has already beaten you and be considered one of the best of all time. I'm sorry. Okay. So I take nothing he just said seriously. And I typically don't when it comes to Mike Tyson. Now, does he know how to fight? Absolutely, 100%. Could he beat the shit out of Jake Paul? 1,000%. But do I care about what he just said? No. Okay. <laughs> Give me your thoughts. What do you feel about what he just said? First of all, where are these 70 million people that he brings in every time he fights? I'm sorry. I didn't hear that there was a Guinness Book World pay-per-view record of 70 million people watching his fights. What the fuck is he talking about? I mean, that is a, that's a pretty large number. No, it's it's and, that, that, an insane number, and he. But but, he it, but it's all. But it's also. What the fuck is he talking about? But it, it isn't it also like pay per views that he is on. It doesn't necessarily mean that he's the one that's bringing in viewership. He's definitely not. But you notice? Have you noticed that the pay per view numbers? And you can Google this to fact check me if you want. The pay-per-view pay numbers of his fights have not been released. You know, it's like after a big boxing event and after a UFC event, about a couple of days later, they announced, all right, here's what the pay-per-view numbers were. Right. If you want to look up Conor McGregor's pay-per-view numbers, you can do it. If you want to look up John Jones's pay-per-view numbers, you can do it. If you want to look up Floyd Mayweather's pay-per-view numbers, you can do it. Manny Pacquiao, Roy Jones, Evander Holyfield. Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence, all these guys. You can do it. But for some reason, those numbers don't come out. They just talk about all the money he makes. Just blanket statements about this guy just makes so much money. And he brings so much money in. And all the boxers are feeding their families because of him. Not the promoters, not the organizations, but him. Jake Paul is responsible. Isn't uh so insulting. Is it? Is it Nate Diaz that's in the mix now that they're talking about? Nate wants to get released from the UFC. Which, yeah. yeah. And he wants to fight Jake Paul. Yeah. 
But wasn't there, there was some kind, I thought I seen an article, maybe the article was just bullcrap, I don't know, but uh, there were, I thought there was, I seen an article where it was saying like, Jake Paul is willing to face Nate Diaz in the octagon uh, uh, based off of these stipulations or whatever. Oh, God. I, I absolutely hate the fact that anybody thinks that a boxer can step into an MMA octagon First of all, and, not a boxer, and but well, go on. Well, you know what I mean. Um, it, it is a different animal. He's not a boxer. It is a different animal, but that is always like the comparison, right? Even when you go back to like Conor McGregor versus Mayweather, it's always like, well, I, you know, we've seen Conor against Mayweather in a boxing match. Now I would like to see them in the cage. There's, It's completely different. It is outstandingly different from, from one to the other. Agreed. And it, I don't, know and, why, and I don't t- even know how ta- we're still even talking about right. This. And I mean, you th- yeah. you take a boxer who trains boxing; they train boxing. MMA trains everything. Like instantly, the, instantly, the boxer is going to be taken to the ground, and the, their face is going to be beaten into a pulp. No, no, not, and, and I love how people say that, and they think that's going to be the case. Boxing versus MMA boxing is completely different. Completely that's different. That's true. If you put Jake Paul in the octagon with Tyron Woodley, that fight goes way differently. Right. And I hate using Tyron Woodley as the example because he's an older guy. He's out of his prime. But I, I really don't. <laughs> I just had a thought and I lost it because I answered that. Uh, what were you saying before that? Hold on. Go back. Con- Go back about Connor, 30 seconds. Connor versus Mayweather. Uh, oh, I said that uh, if you put a boxer in the octagon, the MMA fighter is going to take him down immediately. Is that but that's not even the case, necessarily. I'm saying the smart strategy is that. I guess it doesn't have to be that way, but that would be the strategy, right? Is if, if To win an MMA oh. fight is take them down. Be the Here's what I'm going to say. The fundamental problem with all of this is that we're calling this dude a boxer. He's not a boxer. He's a recreational athlete who has a YouTube following and a social media following and can garner attention that way. He's not a real athlete. He's not. Okay, so they just set up a fight with Fury, right? Yep. Uh, that Apparently that's official. That's actually happening in August. Second time. We'll see what happens. It's uh, in August. Yeah, so... If Paul somehow wins, okay. I know you don't want me to say that, but if he if he somehow wins, does that make him credible? Great, keep fighting boxers. But does it make records you, in does, boxing? Does that no, make, no, that's great. Does that make him credible? Does that make him a boxer? Credible officially? to do what? To be able to fucking change the sport and be the voice of the sport? No, keep fucking winning, dick bag. You haven't fought any real boxers yet. But if he Fine, win, but if he won. wins, if he wins, do you consider him a boxer now? Sure. Sure. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Oh, man. If But here's the thing. I'll consider you a boxer, and if you want me to keep, keep considering you a boxer, keep right. fighting guys who have professional boxing records. I mean, I... Tommy Fury in, does. In, in my, in my Tyron per- Woodley didn't. In that my personal didn't. opinion, if he fights Fury, there's no going back at that point. Nope, you're right. Whether you, whether you win or lose, it doesn't matter. You well, fought, if he loses, there's going back. Uh, 
If but, he loses, he'd but, go back, but he'd it, go but back you, and fight Anderson but, Silva or somebody like that. Yeah, but if you lose, you proved that you fought. You actually fought a boxer and you lost, and now you're putting your tail between your legs and you're going back to fight people who aren't boxers anymore. But how badly does he lose? Does he lose the same way Tyrone Woodley lost to him the first time they fought? I mean, a, a bullshit decision? Then no. I mean, it doesn't really say anything. Mm. Let me tell you something, dude. Here's the thing. If Connor goes to decision with Floyd, our world is turned upside down, and you and I are not even having this conversation. Believe me. Believe me. Do you know why? No. Because we would have been having the conversation three years ago because there would have been a lot of guys who were like, oh, I can box now. Fuck it. Yeah. Believe me. Do you remember when all that was happening? Like, Stipe called out Anthony Joshua and fucking like there were tons of UFC guys were like, yeah, I can go box and I could, uh, I could hold my own. And we all had to go, whoa, guys, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's slow down. It's different. But you notice the boxing guys weren't being like, yeah, Anthony Joshua, Anthony Joshua wasn't like, I'll get in the octagon and I'll kick Stipe's ass. He never said that. Right. Because that would be preposterous. <laughs> that would be insane. <laughs> You would get taken down, and I am using it in, in this instance, you would get taken down and pummeled to death. Right. It would be horrible. Yep. But not only that, he would get he would get just fucking worked over on the feet too. You we're talking about leg kicks, we're talking about clinches, yeah. we're talking like all the stuff, dude. Come on. Yeah. Uh it's it's upsetting to hear Mike Tyson say that, but He's not one of the greatest of all time, so that's fine. Yeah, I said it. I'll say it again. I'll say it a thousand times. He's not one of the greatest of all time. Okay. All right. You're not hurting my feelings. <laughs> you act like you're really digging in deep on this. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Well, there are a lot of people who will be offended by that. And I just want to say, well, go watch, go watch some of his fights. He's not the greatest of all time. Yeah. Okay. I respect him. I respect his opinion about boxing. I don't respect this one but I'm never going to look if Jake Paul beats Tommy Fury and then goes on a run where he has fights against fighters who have an actual boxing record and he beats those guys, then great. That's how you win over a boxing fan. I'm not a YouTube fan. I'm not a fucking celebrity fan. I am a YouTube fan when it comes to music, but I don't care about your fucking shock value as a YouTube personality or whatever the fuck he calls himself. I don't give a fuck. I'm a do, boxing fan. Does it surprise you at all that he that his first uh, actual boxer that he faces is going to be as big of a name as Fury? Now, when you say that, you understand why Fury has a big name, though, right? It is is uh is it a stepbrother? He's like a half brother or something, but yeah. also he is huge on social media because he was on a reality show. Oh, okay. Like a dating show or something like that. Okay. Yeah. He has a professional record, but like I said, beat him. That's fine. You do that. I'm not going to fucking call you the next fucking Alexander Usyk. I don't even know what weight. I think he's a cruiserweight, technically. J 
Jake Paul, but like, no, you're not, what do you, what do you, you're not the next Evander Holyfield, bro. Keep winning. You got a long way to go. <laughs> like how, how committed is he to training? Like, I don't follow him on social media, but does he post videos of himself like training all I the time? Tell and, like, you. I don't watch getting it either. in and like really putting the, putting in the work because I don't think he does. Because if he did, wouldn't he be in shape year round like most boxers are? I mean, if you don't follow him, how do you know that he's not? Because whenever I see him post a video to the lead up to a fight, he's puffy and he doesn't look that in, in that great of shape. Oh. So it's like for me, it's like he does what he does to get in shape for the fights. And oh, by the way, it came up in something I was doing maybe on YouTube. I rewatched that knockout of Tyron Woodley again, like five times again. Bullshit. Call him bullshit. That is the slowest, most telegraphed right hand in the history of boxing. I don't care what people want to tell me like, oh, you Tyron like a minute earlier with a body shot. And that's why Tyron's hands are down. That's fine. That is the slow. Watch it in real time. And that's tell me that's not the most telegraphed fucking right hand you've ever seen can't believe you're saying i've been looking at the clock 11 minutes you've had me talking about this fucking dude. i can't believe i gotta go i can't believe you just said that tyron woodley took the fall let's just say this there was an agreement the agreement was i'm gonna hit you with a shot you're gonna go down and then you're going to go on vacation for a very long time. You're going to go on vacation. And that's for why 16, we have that's for 16 why, years. That's why we have your kids. Your kids are going to go to college. Okay. And that's why we haven't heard the name Tyron Woodley in quite a while. He's in. A, he's yeah. What do, you, what do you mean in a while? Since the fight. Yeah. True. He's still in the Caribbean somewhere. Whatever the fuck. Rewatch that. Watch okay, the knockout. I will. It's ridiculous. It's not real. It's not real. Oh, what about Askren? Was Ben Askren, was that real? God, no. Ben called his wife right before he walks into the fucking ring, and he goes, honey, the check cleared? Good. All right, I'll, I'll see you in 15 minutes. <laughs> that was that. Oh, man. Making some bold statements, sir. No, bold, bold. real. Bold Correct statements. statements. Yeah. Accurate statements. Yeah. Okay. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Fucking Jake Paul. And in the show on Jake Paul. Unreal. Sorry.